This is The Structuring Podcast. Good day and welcome back to The Structuring Podcast. This is episode 18 and we're going to cover the main residence capital gains tax exemption. First thing to note is that not all main residents will be exempt from capital gains tax. So keep that in mind. Basically, for a property to be exempt from capital gains tax, it has to be land on which there is a dwelling and the taxpayer has to live in that property as soon as practical after settlement and they have to establish the property as their main residence. So it's not just a matter of moving in a few pieces of furniture and moving out again. You have to actually reside there. The main residence exemption covers only land and dwellings on that land, with the land size being limited to two hectares. So if you have a main residence that is on, say, four hectares of land, it can't be fully exempt from capital gains tax. There has to be a dwelling. Without a dwelling, there can be no residence. But the dwelling doesn't necessarily need to be a house. It could be a shed There's also restrictions in that a spouse or two people that are spouses can only count one property between them as a main residence. So if they have one each and they're living separately, they can only claim one of those properties as their main residence unless there is a breakdown in the relationship potentially. And there's also a condition that a minor child, that is a child under the age of 18, they cannot claim a separate house as their own main residence if their parents are already claiming one. So in other words, a kid cannot have a main residence in addition to the parents. The main residence exemption only applies to ownership interests held by individuals. So it cannot apply to trusts or companies. But note, that doesn't mean the legal ownership of a property cannot be held by a trustee. It's the ownership interest that counts, and that's not necessarily legal ownership. There's also restrictions on income producing. So if the property is income producing, it cannot be fully exempt from capital gains tax. And the test is actually not if it is income producing or not, but the test is if there was interest on a loan that was used to acquire the property, would that interest be deductible? And if it is, then the main residence exemption cannot apply in full. So that might even apply to a situation where someone's running a photography business from their home and they're not claiming the interest on the loan and there's no direct income from that. They could lose the main residence exemption because they would be able to claim the interest if they had set aside a separate room to conduct the business. So don't assume your main residence is exempt. It's got to pass all these tests and more. A property could also be income producing while the taxpayer is absent. And if that happens, they might still be able to claim the main residence exemption by claiming the six-year rule, section 118-145 of the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997. That allows a person to be absent for up to six years and for the property to be income producing. 
So that's just a brief overview of the main residence exemption for capital gains tax. And this is very important to understand because the main residence is probably one of the only assets that goes up in value that can be exempt from capital gains tax. And there's a number of tax strategies that involve the use of a main residence. So it's very important to know. But as usual, don't rely on this. Make sure you do get tax advice from a lawyer or a registered tax agent. And that's all for this week. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.